Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Outside the Box Conversations. And I just, I love when we have people on for a second time. And this, of course, is Carolyn Anderson. And Carolyn, you know, we were rapping a little bit before. And first of all, how are you doing? I, I know I'm catching you right in between massages. Uh-huh. Yep, I'm doing fine. Thank are you, you. Are doing you, what I love to do. Are you exhausted? Not exhausted. It yeah. energizes me. Energized. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that. She's energized through all the massages. And I got to ask, because it, it feels to me like my hands would get so tired if I was given massages. How, like, how does your, how's your hand strength doing? Um, very well. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, my nickname as a kid was Ox. So I'm strong as an ox anyhow. There you go. And uh, the, when I was first getting into massage that first year or so, my wrist would be tender. And I would have chiropractic adjustments. Of course, I would have um, massage therapy. And uh, so my hands would get better. But it's over time and having the right ergonomics, having the right positioning at the table, leaning on the table, and also using my body weight behind my hands helps a lot rather than just using hands and arms. It's so funny you mentioned ergonomics because that is becoming such a uh, such a term that everybody's concerned about given the nature of most of our work, which is, you know, sitting, you know, that sort of thing. Do you talk a lot with your clients about ergonomics? I educate as much as I can. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you educate somebody who's sitting down all day in front of a computer screen, you know, with their necks out? Like, what's your, I know you could probably go forever about that. Yeah, I but... probably could. <laughs> But ergonomics, right? Yes, absolutely. You have to have your shoulders square, your back straight, your neck, have the telephone up to your face rather than your head down. There is such a thing called tech neck, and our necks are getting straight rather than that natural curve. And it's a problem. Well, guys, I tell you what, take that to heart. I think that right right there alone is going to help so many people because so many people are sitting at desks. But to start off this podcast, I want to ask you about the initials behind your name. It is LMT and CMMP. And That's they, right. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take a stab here because we, we talked about it a little while ago. But the first one stands for licensed medical, licensed massage therapist, mm-hmm. and the second one stands for certified medical massage practitioner. Very good, then. Yes. So walk <laughs> us through that, like for the for the audience here who's you know, going through, you know, choosing um, massage therapists, walk us through what those mean and, and what the difference is. Sure, thank you. So an LMT is someone that's been to school, and that could be 500 hours to 1,000 hours in New York, in New York State. And uh, they learn anatomy, physiology, and different modalities of giving a good Swedish massage. A Swedish massage comes originally from Stockholm, Sweden, from a Dr. Ling, and he, um, uh, the name of it was called, oh, I'm going to get this right, Uh, something gymnastics, physical gymnastics, and that is also the origin of physical therapy, as well as when it came over to America, then massage therapy um, kind of formed out of that also. So it is... um, the Swedish effleurage, the, the gentle, smooth, flowing uh, strokes that we do to calm the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the re- re- um, rest and digest. Um, it's the one that puts out the endorphins. And um, 
so then there's a lot of, um, along with the Swedish massage, then you can have different modalities and there's deep tissue also. And so um, the Swedish massage, the LMT, will often be in a spa setting with the soft music and the um, essential oils. Um, a lot of times the crystals, and let's talk about the crystals for a little bit because everything has energy and I use crystals also because each of our different um, systems in our bodies uh, vibrates at a different frequency and the crystals also have different frequencies. So they can be healing and it doesn't have to be of another worldly kind of thing or questionable, but, um, and I'm really getting off subject here, but the Timex watches uses clear crystal quartz and scientific, um, uh, you know, instruments, testing mm -hmm. instruments use clear crystal quartz. And so if they can use them, I believe that I can too, to promote healing. I agree. Yes. I agree. Does everybody with a Rolex on, are they, you know, getting some calming effects from that? Well, it could be. <laughs> I've got my little diamonds in my ears. There you go. I've got here Mother of Pearl and Iolite, and each each has a different frequency. Okay, so let's go on to medical massage therapy. Okay, yep. Medical so, massage therapy. Did we? Exp what about the CMMP? That is the that certified is, okay. medical massage therapy okay. uh, practitioner. And uh, so I learned from a Dr. Ross Torchaninov from Ukraine, and um, over there, they do things differently in their medical world. They see, um, an MD would see someone with somatic or muscular pain, and they would be sent to the medical massage therapist, practitioner actually, who is an MD or an RN. Hmm. It is a specialty over there, just like cardiology. I get so excited when I think about that um, because they take the muscular system seriously. Mm -hmm. And we're covered in muscle, inside and out, you know? Of course the muscle has so much to do with not only somatic problems, but visceral problems. Can you explain the difference between those two? A yes, somatic, I can. A somatic and a visceral? Right. Somatic are, is muscular. Okay. And visceral are the internal organs. Okay. And um, uh, so train on track here. <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. So we're, we're so when Moscow heard of Dr. Ross, okay, okay. we're back in in Russia. He is the one that's training the MDs and the RNs. So he comes over to America in the mid '90s and was amazed that uh, that massage therapy was so little used or thought of. And so he's based mm -hmm. in Phoenix, Arizona now, and he gives three day seminars to certify LMTs, licensed massage therapists, in as certified medical massage practitioners. And so what we do is we um, test and palpate, ask questions, interview the client, and we um, uh, find out what muscle or muscle group is involved, and then we fo follow a specific protocol to um, help relieve those muscles. Hmm. 
and get the tension out. Often it's resolution. Sometimes it can't be resolution, but greatly relieved of the pain the client is. Mm, that sounds, yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. frozen shoulder and carpal tunnel and plantar fasciitis, those are just some of the few. Um, some of my favorites are uh, the piriformis muscle syndrome to work on the hips and um, just relieve all of that pain down through the hamstrings and the tibia, uh, the um, calves, get those spasms out. So um, we uh, use different modalities in medical massage. It's not a technique, it's a group of techniques. So there is the therapeutic relaxation massage. There is sports, pre and post um, sports massage. Mm -hmm. And then there's medical massage in my opinion, that encompass, encompasses different modalities to resolve problems. Like we even have an, um, a sprained ankle protocol that you start up in the thigh and you work your way down to relieve tension from the, the hip and the thigh, the calf, and finally the ankle and to get the inflammation out of the ankle. So the modalities, do they have, do they have to do a specific like places on your body or I know like there's the medical model, but when you say modalities and you just mentioned, you know, trying to heal an ankle, mm -hmm. is that what you mean by a modality? A modality is, um, using, uh, effleurage. I use a lot of, so it's a different technique, modality, technique, okay. kind of the same thing. And I use Chinese moving cups. Mm. And that lifts the skin yeah. and fascia up off of the muscle and tissue underneath, allowing for better circulation. Um, uh, some other things are uh, manual lymph drainage massage, affecting the, the lymph of our bodies, which is the, um, the, yeah, the drainage system. It get, removes the toxins. The lymphatic system is, is really interesting. And, you know, Dr. Rogers talks a lot about the rebounder that helps with lymphatic flow as well. It's just a, it's a fascinating impact on people's health, mm -hmm. you know. But so tell us, you know, for somebody who is wanting to seek out massage, um, how would you suggest they go about it in terms of, you know, picking a massage therapist as well as, you know, maybe approaching a, a consult or an exam? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, uh, it's my opinion that elbows should be used very conservatively, if at all. You need to ask questions of the, of the therapist, the practitioner, mm -hmm. and um, see how they typically do. And if they have references, and, you know, call up these people and ask, how does your therapist um, work, you know, is ask it, for references. Is it so um, specific where like maybe one therapist would fit better with a certain type of person, et cetera, like somebody who might um, want a little deeper tissue massage or is it all kind of universal? Have you found that? What's your thoughts on that? Every massage therapist is as different as the next one sure. because of their energy, because of their personality um, how they understand or not the body and um, how many years they've been practicing, how intuitive they are, um, tuned in to people they are, and how well they know their skill. 
and how confident they are. Mm -hmm. So all of that plays into um, the therapy. Yeah. And I don't use elbows because elbows can damage the muscle tissue. And I would like to emphasize that. So there's ways of giving a deep tissue massage by going down layer by layer and not just boom, a lot of pressure on the uh, muscle itself. See, I affect the skin, the fascia, the muscle, and the bone. You can have anomalies or reflex zones in each of those layers or levels. Um, the skin can either be itching in one spot, especially on your back, and the more you scratch it, the more it itches. <laughs> and, uh, or you can have little pinpricks in that same area sometimes. So I have a way to resolve those problems. And then um, fascia can be tight. Fibromyalgia is often thought of as a fascial problem. And there are 18 trigger points, 18 areas that are, they're tested on are known trigger points. So I'm sure fascia is, or fibromyalgia is not that simple as to say they're trigger points, but that's just one example. Um, of course, we all know muscles have uh, trigger points in them, which are gnarled, knotted up um, muscle fiber. And then there can be trigger points on the bone where the belly of the muscle is so tight that it's pulling the tendon off of the periosteum that's a single layer of cells on the bone that when the periosteum comes off the bone with the tendon, then it sends all kinds of uh, pain messages up to the brain. Mm -hmm and you might not feel it as a sharp pain at first until I get on there, and, uh, but you might just feel this tightness um, on your hip especially is why I'm pointing to the hip. You can have it around the um, waist muscles called the quadratus lumborum on the ribs. And uh, so it's just, it is a detective game. Speaking of a detective game, like, are you going into it looking for anything in particular? So say somebody comes in with, you know, pain in one area. Are you first going to start with like the skin layer and then the muscle layer? Is that like your process or, uh, or are you going to go after the certain trigger points and see maybe, you know, if any of those are flared up? Right. First, I want to relax the client by doing some effleurage. And then I listen to them after the interview and after palpating, then I have a pretty good idea. And so then I test by doing a skin lift to see how tight or not the fascia is. And it's just a, it's a layer by layer working down. I never go for the trigger points right off the bat because that's just, uh, well, that's skipping some steps. Okay. That makes sense. Makes mm -hmm. total sense actually. And then with the tr periostal trigger points, that's always on a few sessions down the road because you have to get this, the tension out of the, um, belly of the muscle before you can relieve that sharp place on the bone where the tendon is pulling off. What, when people say they feel, um, cause often I'll hear them when they come out of your room, out of, you're just out of massage, they, they just feel so much better immediately after. Mm -hmm. What is that? That is the, the massage, um, helping the body realize it needs to produce endorphins. Okay. Which are the mm, feel-good hormones that help us to relax. It, it um, puts, our, puts us into a nice parasympathetic equilibrium. 
And it also uh, massages great for boosting the immune system because when we are moving the fluids around and it, um, affecting the muscle, then that also uh, signals the brain to produce the immune system. Often when a person comes in with a head cold or they're not feeling quite right, and I know this, well, not here in COVID, of course, but um, pre-COVID, if they just had a head cold, I'll, I'll say, well, I'll give you a massage. It might make your symptoms worse, but for a shorter duration because you're, you're stirring up the germs, you know, but then you're also kick, I'm also kicking in the uh, immune system and enforcing it. So fascinating. Mm-hmm. There's so many different things that, you know, a good massage can impact. I, I kind of want to go back to the elbows thing. Like, is there such a thing where a massage can be like real negative in the sense that it, it has a negative consequence if, if somebody goes too hard or too deep? Or too long. Okay. Yeah. I have done that that many times at the beginning of my career, and people would get off the table dizzy and lightheaded. I'm going, oh, I overworked you, and I worked too long, Hmm. because that's kicking in the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight. Mm. So people, yes, have also, this is, you know, way back. When I was when I was first starting, they would get off the table and they would be very lightheaded, have to sit in their car for a while, or they would develop a headache a little while after. This is all um, signs that I work too hard or too long. And um, then with the elbows, you can damage the muscle tissue. Um, There is such a thing called myogelosis, and that is a gel filled trigger point, um, a muscle that it has been the trigger point has been replaced with gel and then it, if it keeps getting treated the wrong way with elbows in that trigger point or too much pressure all at once without preparing the muscle around it then um, you'll have satellite trigger points around it around that gel filled trigger point the gel filled the myogelosis doesn't hurt but then you've got satellite trigger points around it and then you've got yeah, a compounded problem. That's so a, uh, that's fascinating. And I, you know, my mind was going back to our first conversation. We were talking about, you know, fascia. And when I think of fascia, I think of, you know, tightness around the muscle. Is that, um, could that contribute to some of these m- muscle tears that you're talking about? If it's too tight, is there any relationship between, the fascia, a tight fascial system and what you're talking about with um, tearing muscles, you know, or going too deep on Absolutely. the muscle. Okay. Absolutely. And um, I'll answer that after I say this, that on TED Talks, there is a fantastic um, talk about fascia and mm. everyone should look it up. It's, I can't remember the woman's name, but she has a man come out in a bodysuit like our fascial suit that covers us from the tops of our heads to the tips of our fingers and toes. And she'll pull on one part of this bodysuit and at the waist, say, and that constricts leg movement and you can't quite extend your arm all the way up simply because the fascia is too tight. Mm. And if you try to stretch that fascia too quickly, then people really hurt um, from a massage therapist. I mean, 
session. Does that, um, and that leads to pain. So it was a, that's a great visual in terms of like pulling uh-huh. um, a, a suit. Could that, could the pain come from the compensation from like lack of mobility or is the, or is it from the way it's wrapped around your muscles? Right. So fascia is made of collagen, which is as strong as steel, doesn't like to stretch very far. It can be coaxed too, but it can't be forced like modeling clay. You have mm. to work it. And then it's also made of collagen and a ground substance, um, you know, fluid and enzymes and different things. So let's talk about the, the uh, collagen. And so um, it is uh, fascia covers us superficially, like a wet bodysuit, I said. And then it also is in between the layers of muscle down to the cellular layer level of the mu- uh, muscle fiber. Hmm. You get a visual, don't you? Yeah, my I mean, goodness. Some people think that muscle wouldn't have any shape if it weren't for the uh, fascia. That fascia actually gives muscle its shape. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an interesting anatomist that came up with that, Tom so, Myers. And it's not, so it's not just around your muscles the the fascia it's down to the cellular level it's around every part of every um uh, spindle Mm. of muscle and so the muscle fiber is in spindles from the very smallest little fiber cell and then it builds and each one of them are in uh, spindles like a shock absorber and that's how muscle moves so um, the fascia wraps all around every part of the muscle fiber how do you know if someone has healthy fascia? Well, superficially, it'll pull up. Okay. That is such an interesting question. <laughs> nice. And so I do a um, test on people's back when they're prone, face down. And if it comes up evenly between my fingers and easily. Skin? skin? Mm-hmm, their skin. Okay. If it comes up evenly and easily then I know that they have healthy fascia. Um, Athletes often have healthy fascia because they're stretching, they're working out, they're eating right and and all that kind of thing. So then the deep fascia, then I put my fingers down on either side of their spine along the, the big muscle, the erector spinae, that goes along either side of the spine. And if it has the orange peel look with these little dimples think of an orange okay Uh i I had to think okay so past i've taken the skin off not off it's the orange that the orange peel okay yeah i'm with you and it has little dimples yeah so people's deep fascia will look like an orange skin Mm -hmm. with the little dimples if it's tight in between the layers of muscle this is all stuff coming from Dr. Ross. Interesting. Yeah, is from it, Russia. And that's, but that's not the TED Talk that you mentioned. No. Okay. What we'll do for the people who want to dive deeper in, we'll, we'll link that TED Talk up uh, for mm-hmm. sure. And Dr. Ross, he has some... Scienceofmassage.com. Okay. Scienceofmassage.com, especially for the people who... I mean, you can go, you can go down a rabbit hole with this stuff because it's so fascinating. Like you and I, I could have this conversation with you for hours, I'm sure. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. you know, do you guys understand the difference between a licensed massage therapist and a certified medical massage practitioner? Because I do. 
I do. You did a great job of doing of, of explaining that to uh-huh. me. And I, I'm so sorry for taking us down so many different trails, but I, I'm just super fascinated by all this stuff. Super cool. Will you come back mm-hmm. on the show? Oh, I'd love to. Because there's like... There's like five other topics I want to talk about. Wonderful. Thank you, Ben. (laughs) Guys, this has been Carolyn Anderson. I am Ben Rogers, your host of Outside the Box. Thank you guys so much for being here. And as always, don't go away because we'll come back. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.